Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Garden Gossip, the home and garden show, with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Garden Gossip Show. We love gossip, and that's what we're going to do today. We have a special guest joining us, Chris Kaiser. He's the president of the Turf Mutt Foundation. Now, come on, that's a cool name. Uh, But they do really amazing things in regards to education, especially with the youth. Uh, They're into dogs like Nancy and I. You know, we travel the country uh, documenting parks and public lands and looking at botanical gardens and gardens, but also pet sitting. So we love dogs and we love, you know, taking them for walks and playing in the garden. And I know he does too. Uh, so today he's going to talk about how to create the perfect outdoor living and workroom. So many of us are working from home these days. So you might as well really utilize your, your backyard space. So anyway, go to their website, turfmutt.com. And that's mutt with two T's, turfmutt.com. So welcome, Chris. How are you doing? Thank you. Good to be with you today. Hey, this is exciting because you got you got green space and you got pups. Okay, so everybody loves this. Um, but tell us a little bit about before we get into you know talking about how we can work outside and still have a good time. Uh, and, and who doesn't want to do meetings outside? That's like the oh, yeah, the, you know that's the way to go. Um, but talk about Lucky and Mulligan. There's two dogs on your mm-hmm. website that we want to hear about and how sure. this all started. Well, I run a trade association called the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute. Uh, We represent manufacturers of equipment that help you maintain the outdoors. We also own the sixth largest trade show in the United States, um, soon to be named Equip for 2022. It's uh, very large. We have a lot. We have 22 acres outdoors where you can experience equipment. But what our industry decided we wanted to do was better educate kids in particular and have them educate their parents. Uh, Oftentimes, that's the way to have it happen. It's called backpack programming. Um, is to connect to the outdoors. And this was before COVID, about a decade ago. We wanted to help kids better understand the outdoors and that we're all interconnected. Nature starts at your back door. You don't have to go somewhere to find nature. It's all around us and we're all interconnected. And we used to be the yard and our green spaces oftentimes were just viewed as aesthetic or pretty. We want you to know they're purposeful and that you have a role to play. Um, Key to that is understanding where you live, right plant, right place, know your climate zone. And so we wanted to make kids understand in climate change, how can you sequester carbon? How can you help with dust and particulate matter and dissipate heat, the heat island effect for those of us in the cities? And so we created Turf Mutt. And so when we got talking about it, how can we educate kids? How can we be in this space? And I literally learned it from watching my own dog in the yard. So we were city people. I moved out and got a yard for him in Alexandria, Virginia. And no one knew my yard. No one knows your yard like your dog. So they know mm-hmm. where the possum's been and the squirrels yeah. are and where the mm-hmm. fox has been. And so we took it from his point of view and a communicator said, would he wear a cape? And we tied a tablecloth on him <laughs> and he's a ham and he loved it. 
and from and there Turf Mutt was born. So Turf That's Mutt's cool. the cartoon character, a superhero, and there are some bad guys: Carbon Creep, Doctor Runoff, Heat Freak, Dust <laughs> Demons, and that helped kids understand the connection to the outdoors. And we wanted to empower them, and in particular, say pollinators. We've got to help pollinators today. Yes. Bees, hummingbirds, bats. Um, and that's flowering plants. And so that's all that means is to plant a flowering plant. And so how, that's how it's gotten started. In 11 years, we've now reached 70 million kids. That's awesome. That is fantastic. And, mm. you know, the pollinator part is such an important issue. And mm-hmm. for kids, when they get involved with their garden, they get to watch wildlife. You know, we've done a lot of shows with uh, David Mizajewski. He's... Um, He's the spokesperson for the National Wildlife Federation's uh, garden, yeah. backyard gardening, creating your own backyard habitat. And even as we travel, we're seeing pollinator gardens even pop up at rest areas. And I think this is fantastic because it absolutely gets people excited that. into, oh, we could do this at home. You know, so it being those places are really important, those demonstration gardens. But getting the kids involved gets the parents, like you were saying, it really does get them, mm-hmm. oh, let's go and you know, let's, let's, and, that, and that's the point. You can do it at home. So Turf Mutt grew. We've been on television. We did four seasons of Lucky Dog. We did Ready, Set, Pet. And part of the program, we oftentimes had contests with schools and we'd give them an outdoor classroom if you want. So we were recently in Clearwater, Florida, gave that school an outdoor classroom. We literally built it. Um, oftentimes took the dog with us to these places. Again, that helps the kids understand it. Yeah. And literally why you'll get the plant delivery. And so you get a lot of flowering plants delivered. The kids um, we teach them how to plant a plant, right? And how oh, to get cool. it established. And literally why the plants are sitting there before they can get them in the ground, the butterflies and the bees show up. And so there's a lesson plan right there. It doesn't take much. Um, in the TV show we did on the CW, a lot of it was New York City and its surrounds. And you don't have to have a yard necessarily. You can do it on a patio, a balcony, a roof deck. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it on a windowsill. So we had a we, we planted a butterfly bush on a windowsill and lo and behold, I mean, they, they bloom throughout the throughout the summer mm-hmm. and immediately you get butterflies and that's pollinator support. When I'm, I live here in the Atlantic Flyway, so I get a lot of migratory birds and insects a couple times a year. And if you'll plant what they need and that's easy, easy Google search, right? Where are you? What's flying mm-hmm. overhead? They just look down and they see green or not green. And if you have the right food when they want to rest and recharge, they'll hang out. So mm-hmm. in the spring when my towhees arrive, I know spring is just around the corner mm-hmm. and I have what they want. So they'll stay. And so there's a, those are the, all the kinds of lesson plans. Remember, our lawns, our yards are the largest carbon sink in the country. So if you're interested in climate change and how to sequester carbon, it starts at home. Something really important we've been following is um, American forests uh, talking about tree equity mm-hmm. and talking about a Absolutely. lot of areas of, if they're low income or even yes. it has to go right to race it, it you know, if, if you're in a black neighborhood, a lot of times they don't have the trees that they need. And so they went and did this. It's incredible what they've done called a tree equity score. You can look in and see what is your tree equity. And they're saying that if we plant the trees needed to create the tree canopy, Um, Again, like the island effect and getting kids involved, right, and and schools and everybody involved, that we can actually increase our jobs by 3.8 million, which is incredible. So what you're talking about, too, it's it's this we need to plant, you know, and and stop tearing everything up. There's 
you know, we used to live in the Southwest and when we used to live in one place and there's this whole thing where people started using gravel as mulch and we learned from gardening, ground cover and things like that. You're, you'd create this clean environment that cooled down your yard, brought in the pollinators, you see flowers and you had shade trees. And, but if you put in this gravel, you didn't have, the heat just rose. So yeah. It was 15 degrees hotter when you put the gravel down and you're in the desert and you're doing it so you don't have to pull weeds. So we, we put gravel down in one place just to see what would happen. Not only did the heat rise, it pretty much killed the soil. Sure. Um, and if you do plant a plant in that gravel, you'll bake it. So yeah. we saw when California's last very significant drought, uh, we, we created something called the West Coast Mission at Turf Mutt um, to go into schools out there because what they said is, look, there's a terrific water shortage. And we're very mindful of that. And one of the Turf Mutt's key messages is water quality, water availability um, and how to save water. But what they did was they said, oh, gosh, outdoor landscapes or outdoor plants take in water or they use water. So we got to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And what they did, they incentivized that people tore up established landscapes uh-huh. and they and they actually incentivized putting down plastic grass. Well, mm-hmm. it turns it into the surface of Venus. It gets freakishly hot. You yeah. have to water it to clean it. It's, mm-hmm. It exacerbates the problem. So that's the key is even in drought, nature trust nature. So if you have the right plant for the right region and it's established, um, the plant may go dormant and grass may turn brown. Uh, and there are tough grasses for desert areas, you know, buffalo. Um, it'll, it's okay to be brown and it'll spring right back when the rains come as they inevitably do. But mm-hmm. California had a huge tree die off and they had all kinds wow. of suddenly dust and particulate matter, heat island effect problems, as you described. Because people mm-hmm. were putting down gravel and other hard surfaces and exacerbating the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, why are the trees dying? Well, you have to have something to hold water or stop runoff, right. hold it in place. Trees drink real slowly, as do big mm-hmm. shrubs. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to hold the water in place when the rains come, when they do. And if you don't, you get this mudslides and water problems. And so that's, again, what we want to educate. Drought is a natural phenomenon. It's very, very challenging. It's aggravated now. But oftentimes an established landscape can help with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. having the right plants and, you know, natives. And, and from what I've learned, too, um, through uh, Ian Leahy uh, from, now I've pronounced his name wrong. I know I, he's going to email me um, uh, from American Forest. He's, a, he's he, the vice president of Urban Forestry. He's saying now that it's not just natives because natives have changed because of adaptability, because climate sure. has changed. So it's a, like you're saying, it's about getting the right plant. So it's it's sub-native almost. <laughs> it is. We have to be mindful of what we've created. And so oftentimes mm-hmm. we'll have folks that tell us, oh, no, you need to put native plants. What was there? What was a native there? Well, if you've been to Houston or Baltimore, it's no longer a native environment. And oftentimes yeah. the native that might have survived there 200 years ago won't now. Yeah. So plants surrounding a Walmart parking lot may not mm-hmm. survive if it's the native it once was. And so you got to find a varietal that will survive that's appropriate for the region, right? And that it serves a purpose. So lots mm-hmm. and lots of plants are purposeful. We really learned that in COVID as people began to tailor their outdoor spaces for exercise and office and work and recreation is you can tailor your space. It's not a one size fits all. The key is to know what it is you want to do, plan for it. Um, and plant appropriately. That's the one key message behind us, our, most of Turf Mutt, is know your zone. 
plant what's appropriate. Mm -hmm. What we did see, and you see it in the desert that you've described, a lot mm -hmm. of folks may retire to the Arizona desert or Palm right. Springs, and they're coming from New Jersey, and they have lush Kentucky bluegrass lawns, and they want to replicate that. Mm -hmm. well, the desert environment is not good for a that lush work? Kentucky bluegrass lawn. <laughs> yeah. That's a it's, lot of water. It, it's a lot of water. <laughs> and so we certainly don't recommend that. What we want you to find that are plants that are appropriate, and there's likely a ground cover species that's Absolutely. desert friendly that'll hold your ground mm -hmm. and, your, and your topsoil in place. And like you described, one of the great things about a dog, so if you have a, it's a hot day, what surface are they going to be on? They're not going to be on the sidewalk or the asphalt no. or the driveway. They're going to be on a little patch of green. Mm -hmm. As right. you described, it's a whole lot cooler. And that's oh, what yeah. we're trying to do. And that helps dissipate the heat island effect. And, here, mm -hmm. and this is something by neighborhood by neighborhood um, is to not have dead zones. So like a, yeah. if you're the only, you know, green space in the neighborhood, you're going to get all the birds, but they need another place to land on their way to their next mm -hmm. destination. Yes. So we want to create, you know, like we talk about harmful algae blooms in, in the ocean, right, from oil spills and all kinds of things. Yep. Well, you, we are doing that by not planting. We are creating these dead zones where there's no life. And it's not cool. Walking your dog, it from what I've learned is even if it's 70 degrees outside, it's already going to hurt their paws. And yeah. if you're even your front yard, we need front yards because, you know, the mutt wants to go pee pee and sniffy sniffies. <laughs> if they don't have their morning sniff, they're not a happy dog. No, so they, they want sniff. that. But if we had green planted out on the front um, and, and just even if you don't have a dog, be mindful of the dogs, you know, and the cats and the birds, they want that green area. So they're not always walking on pavement, you know? Absolutely. And that's, that's mm -hmm. a fundamental of turf, of turf mud. There's a reason there are lawns and green spaces in place between a walk and the, and the curb, if you will. It's to slow and to stop water. It's to capture mm -hmm. runoff, rain, uh, that runoff, hold it in place, filter it. I mean, our, our landscapes and our plants will clean water as mm -hmm. it percolates down into the soil, but you've got to stop it. You've got to slow it down as right. it moves towards. So mm -hmm. you don't want it just washing away in, in the storm system. Um, mm -hmm. And that's key. And your plants can do that. Um, yes. And you're so right about your dog. It provides them. And it's again, membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better. You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Plan for that. Do you have kids? Do you have dogs? Do you want to create a space for them mm -hmm. um, and tailor it? Uh, whether it's a water feature or a path, and you can use plants for privacy, you can use plants for protection. There's all kinds of things we can do. And it's a quick, easy search is I'm looking for privacy, I'm looking for shade, I'm looking to create this kind of space or that kind of space. And I'll tell you, there's a plant for you. Mm -hmm. And you know, this, all of this really improves your property value. It's an investment that pays off. And, and today's and younger people, especially the people buying houses today, it's not just curb appeal. Now it's nature mm -hmm. appeal, environment appeal mm -hmm. is what is that lawn or landscape doing for nature? They want to know that it's it's working um, yes. and it can do all of those things. It's a safe space. We always describe our homes and our hardscapes. It's an ex it's it's an extension of home. Right. It's the place for our kids and our dogs to play. Um, and now due to COVID, it's a place where we can meet. 
Uh, it's an outdoor mm-hmm. classroom, our family gatherings, exercise room, the staycation. So mm-hmm. fire pits, tents, the propane heaters. I have an outdoor office now. I do a lot of work. It's a busy day to day. Um, had a little rain and some machines out there working. So I'm inside talking to you, but I do a lot of work from there. And the other thing is mm. we all know a pediatrician will tell you the best thing you can do for a young child, get them dirty, get yeah. them a dog, put them in yeah. the yard, expose them to That's those allergens. It. In Asian countries, it's called forest washing, right? Yeah. Now, our landscapes help us reduce anxiety and, and dissipate stress. I sit out there and if I'm quiet, if, if, if Mutt Mulligan is inside, uh, the foxes already, already know where she is. Um, they'll come and lay real close. They're very city cool. adapted now and the foxes are quite curious. So I'll put nuts out on my desk, an outdoor table, and the birds will show up. Um, and then the foxes will lay. And I got a coyote who likes to lay in my driveway. He likes to sun oh, that's, himself. See, that's cool. so cool. That's cool. That I is it, it to me that, that mm-hmm. especially for kids to have that wonderment. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you, you know, a, a baby bluebird or a bluebird is having babies, they're nesting and they're laying their eggs and to watch what's happening, to watch the cycle of a butterfly, you know, at night. Oh, look, the raccoons are eating the figs. You know, it's so exciting. And it's, <laughs> cool. I think it's for all ages. And it's mm-hmm. something that takes you, you know, we I know we take our, you know, our laptops outside or phones, but it's really does do something beautiful to put that aside at times and have that reflective time, that family time, have a grill going. I'm excited about it because I think that the backyard industry kind of had a shaky moment about yeah. seven, 10 years ago, something mm-hmm. kind of shifted and it was important. I mean, we watch it. We've done so many shows. We've been to plant like garden expos and it's actually our trip to the, um, to Southern Florida from Tucson. We went to the tropical plant expo. Um, we were there as a guest with Costa farms, remember? And we did our show from there. And then we did another one up in uh, Pacific Northwest in um, Oregon. And we were, we got into the Everglades and, and, it was driving there that inspired us to get on the road and talk about public spaces. And we thought just national parks, but then we realized by starting our tour that every single inch matters, whether it's your home or out. And I think now these community parks that we have, we're seeing more and more of them in schools um, going in and doing gardens with the kids. And I think it's important because it's, um, gets people to understand what they can grow. There's more and more demonstration gardens coming up that I've, I've been seeing as we travel. And it's not hard now, unless no. you're planting, you know, a 2000 pound bush or tree. But the nice thing about kids in particular, you can hand them a little flower or a little plant and they can plant it and they literally can watch it grow and understand the cycle. And an awful lot of flowering plants, you can buy them flowering. But they'll flower and flower and flower. My Rose of Sharon will flower all summer. My Camilla will flower all winter. And that's the other thing we do here. Now, I'm, we have some bit of a showcase. So we've done a number of television things and radio things here at the house to cool. showcase what you can do. Um, so whether it's azaleas or rhododendron or the Rose of Sharon, but I'll have trees that flower, you know, the magnolias. And they flower throughout the year. And that's mm-hmm. the key is you keep flowering plants yes. available for your hummingbirds and your insects throughout the year and it'll feed them throughout the year. And so whether they made my hollies will berry. Um, and again, those are the things we encourage kids to learn about and help educate their parents. So when they go to the garden store, they can work with their parents. Okay. We live in 
Arizona. And you've described your travels. You've seen the radical mm-hmm. difference between mm-hmm. oh, Florida, yeah. the Everglades oh, and Seattle yeah. <laughs> and the desert. And that's mm-hmm. the point. It's a big country. Uh, the key is to know your zone and plant appropriately. But we've also seen during COVID in particular, um, when COVID first hit, the turf mutt lesson plans, which are available online, um, both Scholastic and the United States Green Building Council, the Global Learning Lab, created stay-at-home programming for all these parents that suddenly found themselves educators. Yeah. How can I (laughs) work with my kids? How can I get them out of the house? Mm -hmm. And so at a couple of times during the year, these were some of the most used lesson plans in the country because it was so easy. Um, go to the garden center. Remember it was outdoors, find some plants, find the appropriate plants and then plant them with your child. And then you'll see them grow and evolve. And you understand the cycle then you'll see like you described the birds coming in, nesting, etc. cetera. Um, I've actually, we did so much, so much flowering plants here. I actually put a fence in not to keep the dogs in because they're pretty well trained, keep the deer out because <laughs> oh. nature will find you. I mean, oh, I yeah. love my hydrangeas, cool. but they, they, they were cupcakes for the deer. Um, yeah. they, they smile when they eat flowers. They literally <laughs> they do. Smile. They really do smile. Yes. They do. <laughs> well, I've learned That's what good. to put outside the fence and what to put inside the fence. And, you know, there are flowering plants, obviously, um, that are deer resistant. Um, and th- those are key here. I mean, I'm very lucky, although we're just across the river from Washington, D.C., and it's an urban area. It's amazing how much nature, how much wildlife wow. adapts to us yeah. and can live alongside of us. Our foxes and, like I said, I have a coyote, the deer. That's and awesome. so let's work with them. Let's not fight yeah. them. Coexist. We have to I coexist. coexist. It's so much more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it when wildlife comes into a garden. It just, it and it's, you sit and watch it and they get, they get confident around you. They come a little closer. You don't have to try and pet them or do something silly, but you learn so much. And for children, oh my gosh, it's such an opening of a whole other world. But this is an important topic because there's also a fear of wildlife. So people get scared. And I think sometimes people don't plant because of fear and oh snakes and garden snakes are so important to to everything you know nature is cycled understanding the web of life i mean birds will take care of the spiders you don't need to you know kill every spider because you're scared spiders of a spider good for you. but you know people get scared of raccoons yeah. and possums possums are pretty trippy man they're yeah. cool to watch <laughs> but it is about yeah. once you yeah. start taking that step and appreciating there's this it, it, it is just so cool yeah. to be in their so presence fun. and there is a respect on both sides. I mean, it, they, they're scared of us too, but once sure. they know you're safe, they'll come back. The birds will come back and you will be able to see that cycle happen. And it's so cool for kids to understand it's, it's better than a video game, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Not knowledge is key. Like you've just yeah. described, you, you need to be mindful about these animals. You need to know what risk, if any, they there may be, but you can coexist. That's the mm-hmm. key. Let's coexist alongside. And like okay. you said, there are tough lessons to be learned. I put out a bunch of bird feeders. I'm a bit of a birder now because I get so many birds passing through. Yeah. Um, but if you put out bird feeders and attract a lot of birds, you're going to attract other birds that, that feed on the birds. So I get a lot of raptors. So I now have, you know, several hawks. I've got a peregrine falcon. I got an owl family, oh, wow. but it's wonderful because, you know, they yeah. work on the mice and the voles. Um, but mm-hmm. it can be, a, it's extraordinary how much wildlife wow. and insect life is here and available. We just mm-hmm. have to learn what it is they need. And, mm-hmm. and we'd like to say pair it with what you need mm-hmm. because you can mm-hmm. design your home 
for yourself. So you can use it for your kids and your family and your dogs, what have you. Or if you're a gardener or you like this, a Zen garden, plant appropriately. But at the same time, bear them in mind. We keep saying over and over, nature starts at your back door. You don't have to drive to go find it. You don't have to, it's not at the, you don't have to go down to the park or drive out to the state park. It's literally at your back door. And so you can do your part wherever you are. Exactly. And, and also um, understanding, like you're saying, having, getting rid of that fear is from education. One thing we learned, uh, we were in Asbury Woods up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I was talking with the lady. They're all about education. They have roof gardens and it's like, cool, man, I want to do a right. roof garden. Who doesn't want a roof garden, right? It's like, that's cool. And you could do it, tree houses. I mean, it's like getting back into the little kid of yourselves, you know? She was talking about all the school groups they have. And so I was saying, yeah, this is so cool, not using the phone. She says, no, we have to coexist, right? We're talking about plants and nature. So she got me totally hooked. And I, I'm nuts about this is iNaturalist has an app called Seek on your phone. And huh? you can photograph things. And now oh, the plants, the yeah. plants, the bugs. And so now it's dangerous, but it becomes part of uh, re- you're doing citizen science. And so it's part of research. You get all these weird fungus things and you post it up on it goes on a map and people go in and say, no, it's this kind of fungus. No, it's this worm. No, it's that kind of tree frog. And so for kids, I think it's so cool. And then some of you know biologists are using this to know about how the species are doing, how an area is doing uh, in biodiversity. And so to me, that's part of getting rid of the fear is now absolutely. Going, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a treasure hunt. Well, in, in nature, they're here for a purpose. A spider does exactly. a purpose. A, a snake is a purpose. Each of these animals have a purpose in the ecosystem. Um, we, we, you know, my dog, my Mulligan, who's the spokes dog of the Turfman Foundation, she has more friends on Facebook than I do, and more followers <laughs> on Twitter. She's the popular one. I just drive her around. Um, but we're, we take videos here, and I got big butterfly bushes near windows. Um, and the other day, we took a video of a, a hummingbird moth. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. And we put it on, and we're like, what is this? And so everybody's like, oh, that's a hummingbird, hummingbird. And we're like, no, look more closely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. lo and behold, it's a hummingbird moth. Very, very cool. I had not seen one, but I would not have seen that. A, they're teeny tiny, and they move really mm-hmm. quick. Um, but they slow down, obviously, to eat. Um, and I would not have seen that, but for a butterfly bush that was strategically positioned where I could see it. Same thing for the hummingbirds. Um, mm. You put out a hummingbird feeder, or put out the plants that they, they like to eat. My, my, they love my Rose of Sharon. They'll show up in droves. They're so very territorial with one another. It's quite a show, but you have to put out there what they need to get them to hang out at the house. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want people to do is plant what they need, plant what that will survive, frankly, if you've got kids your dogs and your yard can be that so if you want to create a soccer pitch or a place to play croquet or a place to play badminton we really saw that happen during covid because wow people were really beginning to convert <laughs> mm-hmm. their spaces to usable spaces that's awesome though i mean it's a it would why have it if you're not going to use it you know? yeah i i it's it's such an important part of of how you live a garden i mean when we house it and we end up in a house that has no garden, we're all kind of bummed. I, oh right. yeah. Where's well, our morning coffee I, in the garden? We want the, yeah, we want the patio with our coffee or wine right. time. And you know, it's like even last night where we are today, we're in Garland, Texas, and it should be called garden, Texas. You know, where it's, it does right. remind us of South Africa where we lived. And 
there's just, she's done this an amazing job of a garden and there's fountains last night. Um, It's beautiful, starry night. We had fountains going. It was nice and cool. I mean, it's just, and you get those breezes from the flowers at night, you know, like Jasmine. And it's just, you're out there going, this is the coolest thing. And then it's like, oh, wait, was that a bat? Cool. (laughs) You know, that's, I remember that in the desert, we'd go swimming at night because it's really nice. And the that's what dip down. And so there are all these things we we're lucky because we get to garden across the country and there's people propagating their own plants all into succulents or all into this, you know, and start, you know, doing their garden, you know, so you see all these things. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you though, this is cool for people, what they want to do at home. Uh, Sometimes people just go, okay, I want this. I don't have time to get my hands dirty, which is fine because you can hire people, you know, talking about, you know, if we could achieve tree equity across this country and getting 3.8 million jobs, do you see this growth from COVID in the landscape industry, do you see a growth happening after, you know, with people putting more gardens in? Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. As challenging as it was, and an awful lot of folks suffered greatly during 2020 and it's still a challenge, but our industry had a renaissance. It was an extraordinarily strong mm-hmm. year. Um, and, and you see today, oftentimes there's a lot of power equipment that's hard to find. Garden centers, plants are hard to find. Hardscapes are hard to find. Outdoor propane heaters are hard to find because there's such demand. Um, people reconnected into the to the outdoors in a meaningful mm-hmm. way. A lot of our CEOs think that reconnection is real now with Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, who, what have you, is a better understanding of, of the outdoors, its criticality to our health and well-being. Um, and it's fairly easy to do. Uh, it's not a lot of work. Part of it's understanding what you want to create. Now, you can obviously create a yard or landscape that is a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be. No. Um, it can be simple and still fit your purpose. But we had a banner year, a lot of industries, landscape contractors, hardscape contractors, equipment manufacturers. It was a very, very big year as people began to reconnect and tailor those outdoor space. I put in a big outdoor patio here. I have them front and rear. So you can put people on one side of the house and doesn't bother people on the other side of the house. Um, is we have all that space, we should use it. The key mm-hmm. is, and you described it, you have to take a minute. So leave the devices inside. I'm, I'm not a young person. I'm kind of old school. I get newspapers delivered to home. But I love that early morning, you know, post-dusk with my morning papers, coffee. Right. And it's just quiet. It's, it's mm-hmm. before the, the noise begins of the day. And mm-hmm. extraordinarily, how many animals are, are out and busy. So if I leave the dogs inside, it's amazing what's out there and moving mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. uh, getting ready to call it. You know, they've been out all night. They're getting ready to call it a day. But it's a wonderful time 
to yes. just rest. The key is mm-hmm. just listen, mm-hmm. Decon- decompress, de- you know, unconnect, deconnect from your devices for just a few minutes. And it's amazing yeah. how much better you can feel in five, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, forest bathing, like you're saying, it's it. Yeah. It really has that. You know, nature is a healer, and it, it's important. The other thing too is people growing their own food. This is something I feel like um, we talk about uh, topsoil going disappearing across our country, mm-hmm. and the nutrition value of our food because yeah. of you know how we've been growing it. And there is this where people are starting to have mini farms. I know people are moving out of the city, like it, you know, the real estate market yeah. has completely yeah. transformed as well. Yes. And they want the green spaces. On top of that, they want their kids to be able to grow vegetables so kids aren't scared of vegetables and eating them. They're not, it's right. not a it's not a green giant. You know, it's, it's it's a fun one. You know, you can eat these tomatoes. And so what I think now is we're gonna see more of landscaping with flowers and people going, okay, here's our flowers, but we can also have our fruits and our vegetables and mix it exactly. all in and be healthy. So this is becoming healthy. A healthy way of life. It, it, mm-hmm. it is a healthy way of life. And what our industry does is try to make sure that you're able to maintain it in a meaningful way. There's lots of equipment. It doesn't matter how old you are, young you are, man, woman, old, young. There's a piece of equipment that you can work. It can be a battery, it can be electric, it could be gas. So there's a price point and a product that suits your needs. A lot of stuff's been ergonomically designed. And so my 86-year-old mother down in Sanibel, Florida, uh, takes her a little electric leaf floor, clears her patio. She gets a lot of needles. Um, there's something there for you. And so she's, you know, putzes around, like you see, a bit of a gardener. Um, and it's cool. a 19 year old can do it or an 89 year old. Yeah. Can do it. yeah. And oh, so we, we yeah. want to empower that. Oh, I, I know how to mow lawns now. I know, I know how to <laughs> shovel snow. I like the mowing of lawns more than the shoveling of snow, but I, I learned how to do ice and snow. And there's tools for that, by the way. Some people have snow blowers. That's pretty darn cool. But uh, well, if you, we, I was, if you don't like if you don't like shoveling snow, buy a machine because it'll yeah, do all the work. I know. You just have to point it. Well, Nancy made me toddies. <laughs> she says, "Here, have a toddy before you go in the snow." But, but um, I don't think. Yeah, machines were good. Some people had these fancy things, and I'm like, "Hey, I want that. That looks like fun." I learned how to lawn mow this year. And I've done leaf blowing. I've done all kinds of, I've done, what are those things that you go in and you get the grass out of the water? Like in Florida, we were in Tampa, Florida, and there's the ditches on the side capturing yeah. the water. I got in there with this big old thing and cut all the weed, the weed whacker. It was fun. Yeah. I had a blast. And the dog watched me going, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to cut your foot off. But I did. Look at her. But no, but you know what? These tools have come a long way. Uh, for safety, because people like, like, sure. I can, if I can do it, absolutely anyone can. The one lady in Prescott, Arizona, she's uh, Judith, I'll send her this, she'll love it. She's got, you know, beautiful, she's right outside Prescott National Forest. And so we had Havelina, the peccary pigs come in, they're not pigs, That's they're peccaries, so cool. and deer and coyotes and all of this wildlife in her garden. And it's magical. And she did what you did. Uh, she cornered off an area that's her Zen garden with flowers and herbs, like a kitchen garden with, you know, magic. Even the dog, the little dog isn't, Polo is not allowed in there because of the lizards. So she has all of this going on. 
but she has this tree that just decides I'm going to drop my needles, you know, all over your patio. So I said to her, Oh, I can sweep that up. She goes, no, she says, I've got a leaf blower. She says, but this is for girls. <laughs> she brings us out. She said, this is the ladies leaf blower. And it's true. I, I was like, well, this is cute. This is fun. I don't know. There's a mindfulness to it. I kind of, I could be cut. That's what I'm saying. More jobs opening. Cause if we ever, you know, quit the podcasting magazine gig, I could blow leaves forever. Right. And nowadays we make them so lithium ion. Right. So it's like cars. You can now store enough power in a little in a little package. Yeah. You can very powerful leaf blowers that are small, don't weigh anything. Um, like I said, my mother still, you know, she likes to do it herself. That's a girly um, one. It's, there's a girly one. I shouldn't say that. Um, but there's a, there's a product for everybody that allows you again, the machine will do the work. And so you could get a machine like your a two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, walk behind mower, or any, the machines will do the work and they want to empower you and they make them easy and safe now. Uh, yeah. Obviously we make those. And so we want to, the machine helps you stay connected. Sure. You can hire a landscape contractor, but it's not hard to do it yourself. I and think again, it's there's a good machine that helps you. I yeah. think, I think it's good for us to get out there and, you know, remember as kids, you didn't want to do your chores, but nowadays I feel like, Oh, it's an escape. You know, uh, it, it's an escape. <laughs> And it'll make you, you know, I, again, I have this, I represent them. So I have a pretty good uh, selection of equipment. I have a big snow thrower, but I mean, it has hand warmers, headlights. It's, it'll, cool. it'll, no, it'll cool. all you got to do is point it and pull the handles. And it, I mean, it'll, it'll pull you around, but when if, can we pass it, it, it for you? <laughs> it makes it so easy. So if you end up doing some of your neighbors, yeah. um, you'll be very popular, very fast. Uh, wow. Because the machine will do all the work. You just have to point it. Does it have a cup holder for our toddies? It does. <gasps> no. <laughs> See, so, this, yes. this, and the other thing is those, those, I'm into this stuff because like we were through Louisiana and Mississippi and Arkansas, right? There, mm. I actually got chased by a guy on his lawnmower. I'm not kidding you. In Arkansas. So funny. We were driving, we went to this park <laughs> and there was alligators and all kinds of cool stuff. And so we're driving out and it's kind of like a farmland and swampy. And there was this beautiful heron in this pond yeah. area. And Nancy's like, yeah. look, look, stop. So I stopped the car and I'm photographing the heron. And this guy is out on his mower, comes out on the road. He's like, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? And I started driving off. He chased me in the lawnmower and I hauled. <laughs> what, what, what kind of lawnmower is that where you can sit in it and chase a car? That was a, a good one. Like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, zero turn. They're pretty fast. Um, mm. But that just lets you do the work, you know, quickly. Again, there's a big, there's a machine uh, for, for you. Chase, uh, chasing Lisa for across chasing. the country. Now, yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to use our mowers for chasing, but, uh, but there's a product for you. You didn't know you were going to talk about that when you came on this, did you? No, you're going to get me in trouble. I'll be in big yeah. trouble here. No, but you're listen, wrong. it was fun. It you was fun. On more races. I know. I, oh, it, well, I, look, I come from a small town in southern Indiana. Um, oh. Lawnmower racing is a big deal. Yes, uh, you know, you oh. soup them up and you do it safely. You wear your helmet, yeah. you disconnect the, uh, you know, the blade, the blade device. Um, but no, it's a. I grew oh, up wow. racing little mini bikes and mowers. Cool. Oh, my God. See, the Midwest <laughs> is fun. Don't if, if you've got a lot of grass, you got because people are out there on their mowers. And Nancy and I was whenever we're driving through an area and you see people on their, you know, driving their mower. We're looking at their faces and going, they're having a good time. It's like a little boy's toy. Like, let's go for it. And you can tell mm -hmm. they're having a ball. There's something. Yeah, it's about not it. a lot of work. And so I, it's you know, fun. I have I drive a house out to Indiana and it's a way. And I, I'm like you. I like to mow. And so I I disconnect. Um, 
and it's your, you know, it's our little, maybe our agrarian roots, but you're connected back to nature and the machine's mm-hmm. doing the work. So I'm just sort of yeah. along for the ride. <laughs> um, and the zero turn, that's what the two handles. I mean, you could literally turn them on a dime. And that's why um, that's hmm. a highly sought after device today is the zero turn mower because they're very fast and they're very easy to maneuver. So you can go around a tree really easily, backwards, forwards. Um, that's cool. But technology is caught up. When is yeah. the big show that you guys do, the D- Big Trade Association show? Third I want to go play. Octo- yeah, you should come. We'll make sure. You- and you can, we have 22 acres outside. So it's we're cool. the sixth largest trade show in the country, a million wow. and a half square feet. It's big. Wow. We're the big trade show. Um, and most trade shows, you know, you can see stuff inside, right? And look at the equipment. We actually let you drive it, dig it. No. Cut. Oh, yeah, I'm in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So we, have 20, we have 22 acres outside. We represent UTVs too, utility vehicles. Um, and so we have a track for those. We, te- we teach you how to fly a drone. So you can get a drone certificate from Indiana State University at our, because a lot of landscapers use drones now. True story. Wow. Um, more and more women are coming into the business, and which is a, great, a good thing. And so, and a lot of tree care. So the, all the labor problems, landscapers are looking for ways to add work to their business, to keep their employees year round because they're having challenges relative to labor shortages. So some, that could be hardscape, um, trenching, tree work, like tree work, landscapers are evolving. And so we wanted to, ours is a hands-on setup. So I was talking to the head of Davy Tree and to get what kind of education, because, well, we need a tree. And I said, well, how big a tree? And let's call it a 60 footer. What we did at GI Plus Expo two years ago, we went out with Davy Tree, the, you know, the big place where they manage. They took down a 70-foot tree. We loaded it on a flatbed. Wow. We drove it onto the floor of Freedom Hall, which is wow. an adjacent arena. And we put it up in one of the world's largest tree stands, 26,000 pounds. And we had in-tree training with a real tree in Freedom Hall at our trade show. So wow. it's real-world stuff. Uh, it was very popular. We go. do it every year now. And we also do a dog adoption event. I can't let this get past me. Oh, oh, so oh Lucky, yeah, yeah. We have Lucky's Mutt Madness. So Lucky, the original turf mutt, was a rescue dog. Um, he served as the, he was on a lot of TV. He went to a lot of television stations. He did a lot of interviews. Um, and in his honor, because he was a rescue dog, we partnered with the Kentucky Humane Society. We're in Louisville, Kentucky every year. And we have something called Lucky's Mutt Madness. And we have a national dog adoption event. And so we'll bring all these dogs to Freedom Hall. And we get a bunch of dogs adopted because a lot of our people drive in and we connect them up. And so I'm very, very proud. And that's how Mutt Mulligan came to the foundation. So she was adopted two years ago at Lucky's Mutt Madness. And God love her. Uh, And on her first day, she went to work. I took her from the... from Freedom Hall, where she was adopted, Good and took her onto the floor too. of the show. Oh, <laughs> cool. she is. You, you will be the mascot. Well, listen, and I'm glad you've got a big awesome. tree because all dogs want a tree. <laughs> all male dogs want their tree. They need a tree to they be. Do. You know, it's like yeah. this is my tree. But it is. That's like the coffee area. You know, it's like everyone gets together. The tree is the thing for dogs. Yes. Like that's like their bulletin yeah. board. It's like, okay, well, so-and-so had a change of diet. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? okay. no they have their little communications. It's, there is something about that. And, and they know, like I could tell, like going back to the Prescott place, Polo, the, he was a little rescued uh, Mexican so street cute. dog from Mexico. And so a lot of training, a lot of training, sweetest little dog, but he wants his walk in the morning. And yep. so we got up, we got up like five, four five in the morning. As soon as the sun even started, 
we're out the door because of the heat. He knew, like, you could tell the way he acted and sniffed if it was wildlife or another dog that had crossed through. Yeah. Like, he knew what was going on. Yep. He, yeah, he, he wanted to chase the coyote, and yeah. I had to take him home. He was like, yeah, that's no. not all. Yeah, that's not always smart. No, it's not. Dog. But no. they, little dogs don't know they're little. They really. That's don't. true. That's they so don't. true. Yeah, but I love this. So every year at at this, what's the date for the expos, and where where can people yeah. go for this? Sure. Well, it's 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 not a public show. So oh, okay. It's, it's if you're a landscape contractor, a yeah. hardscape contractor, dealer, if you're in the business, it's for you. So we get you know thousands and thousands of people, twenty thousand people. Um, to come in and it's just part of our way of giving back and so dogs are so critically membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can i be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better you really can do it but nobody is going to do it for you and nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results and that's us beachbody it's as convenient as your tv or laptop but you need to decide that you're worth it let us help you succeed here's how go to beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great 92% of households that start the year with peloton are still active a year later 92% because of a bike not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Important to our mental health and family. I'm a big dog rescue folks as mm. my family, a person is in my family. Uh, it's our way of, of helping. Mm, um, nice. And we learn, we learn from them. And we use the dog as the platform. So we'll oftentimes have a dog related message and woven into that is what we're trying to teach. Again, mm. it's the dog battling bat heat freak, dust demon, you know, heat island, Dr. Runoff. That's mm. what makes it sticky. So the plain Jane education, heat island effect is math, right? Well, you can make it interesting. Just add, add a dog. That's um, true. And yeah. it works. And so, want, go ahead. Let's just say one more story. I was out this morning, right? Um, early, got the papers. Um, like I typically do, then put the dogs in and was sitting at the table and I put nuts out. I usually get a bunch of birds in the morning. And this morning I had two different raptors. So I had a red-tailed hawk just nice. shot in and sat on a chair about 20 feet from me. Oh, a cool. big, big guy. Nice. And awesome. um, they just like, they, they see all this activity, what's going on. And if you're quiet and still, and it was just a few minutes later, then it's a bigger Raptor, a big barred owl came and, ha- oh, and, and they'll talk to you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They'll yeah. really get going with you. Um, so he came in and just, they just say, what's okay. What's happening here. A lot of activity, a lot of birds. Mm. Um, and if you're quiet and you're not a threat, and I think they read the threat matrix pretty easily. Yeah. Um, that was just this morning. So it it is awesome, but I have the trees and it support them. That Mm -hmm. is awesome. When we were in, we stayed at Tiffany's bed and breakfast in Bismarck, Arkansas, which is outside hot springs. Do not blink. Bismarck (laughs) is named after an old mine and their mine is actually, they have 60 acres and it's a forest with the mine in the back of their property, but he's a horticulturist and he's got these gardens. Like you would not believe red, red maple. 
Yeah, a lot of maples. Oh, He's addicted to maples. Yeah, yeah. and um, just wildflowers. So they have like native zones. And so for guests, people learn about this and they're certified mm-hmm. wildlife habitat. And we'd sit out on the deck because their bed and breakfast is this giant log cabin. I mean, like a lodge. It's really oh, like cool. a lodge. And you sit out there and fireflies came up at night. And it's just, sure. oh my, well, you know, from going to Kentucky, right? And that's where we saw our first fireflies were in Kentucky. And so these fireflies were coming up, but it was this thing that was happening every night. There was this, at this specific time, there was movement down in like the bottom of the garden and there's all trees. Well, we started filming and it turned out it was a barred owl family. And so now I had to put it up on the iNatural. I'm like, oh, we're into this. So we, you know, we're asking everybody, what are these kind of, you know, owls? And it was barred owls. And it was, they were teaching their young, the little owlet, how to hunt. And so it was dipping down during the firefly season. And she just, they're back again this year, the same time doing the same thing. And it's just, you just get all goosebumpy, you know, because it's this, this family knows it's a safe place. And that was it. Every single night, we all had wine time and watched the owls. Now, you can have that in your backyard, like you're saying. Like and it's generational. You'll see them grow up Mm. and come back year over year over year. Again, I get migrating. Again, for me, it's towhees in particular. And you'll see the same pair. And then their offspring, they come back. Yeah. And so every spring and fall, I get to see who comes in and stays. And um, it's a fantastic learning experience for kids. Because the only reason they're staying is they have, you've given them what they need to rest and recharge. I mean, it's a real compliment when they return. You know, it is. You, you did it right, you know, and it's it's so much better than television. I mean, I yeah. like TV, but, you know, that's for later when it's all dark out, and you can't see. <laughs> and, even, and even if they're fa- my little Carolina wrens, I get a couple of different kinds of wrens ah. that come in and they're no they're little tiny bird, but they're unbelievably noisy. You know, it's a cool. it's a soft bird um, and they're very fast and they're very small. And so they're sometimes hard to see. But, you, but once you learn what to listen for and, and where they are, they're cavity dwellers. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, it's another bird that signals where you are in the season. Um, mm-hmm. We're a par- proud partner of the Wildlife Habitat Council. So Ooh. we work with them, Turf Mud Foundation does some, sponsor some of their video work and we work with them closely to help them tell their stories as well. And for them, it's like major corporations and manufacturers I mean, you can make a, a bird nest or, a, like you said, a roof garden. There's a factory is a great place for that. I've got a big manufacturer up in Wisconsin, the Aaron's company, and he's created, he makes his own honey now. So he put some, some, he heard the president of wildlife, she came to one of our meetings. He ended up putting some uh, beehives on the roof of the factory and it took, it worked. Wow. And they're making a bunch of honey now. And so now wow. he's this huge outdoor wildlife area. He grows honey. This is a motor, this is a mower manufacturer. And so it doesn't wow. take much. And so you can, you don't have to be a, you don't have to have a factory, but you can do that at home too. So yeah. that's the, we, we can all do our part. Right. I, I love this. I want to talk about the businesses because it's something that, you know, I, I say a lot in businesses, if they, you know, especially if they're like a high traffic place uh, for people to see the more companies, and I'm talking about the big corporations like Facebook and Google yeah. have gardens, yeah. um, even if you're not highly trafficked, just you have this space. And especially if you're manufacturing, because there's chemicals in the air from that too. So by gardening and putting in, you know, especially the right plants, like you've been talking about, can really change the environment on a big scale. I'm really, I I have this thing. I I want 
every bed and breakfast should be planting gardens because all their guests, and that's really what you're doing if you're right. planting a garden in your house, you are becoming a bed and breakfast for the birds and the wildlife. And if everybody did this uh, commercially and all business owners, mm-hmm. you know, like restaurants, put in your herb garden. It, it, it's going to be, right. you're going to do better spices and flavors. If everybody did that, it's, it's an example. It's another demonstration garden. Every school should have gardens. Like everybody has oh, to have a garden. Sure. I'm sorry. I'm really right. pretty. It, it, corporations need to do it, not just for the guest experience or the visitor experience, but to clean up all these industrial parks. It needs to go a little bit further than the typical, like here we put a few daylilies because they're hardy. You know, just right. take up some of that place that you don't need and put those gardens in. Well, it's, it's, it's for your it's for your employee health as well. What we found is ah, we have a number of manufacturers like Mr. Aaron's. He has you know large, a very large area of walking gardens and areas where an employee on break or at lunch can take some time nice. and walk through a wildflower garden. Mm-hmm. We have another big manufacturer um, that's created outdoor space instead of just the employee cafeteria. They've created this big area, and it started because of COVID. But they created these big areas outside of places to eat that are in a, a garden area. And that's where everybody goes. And so even when it was safe to go inside, um, people like to eat outside. And so we're seeing that shift is creating those outdoor spaces because it helps that employee rest, relax, recharge, disconnect a little bit on a break or on a a meal shift. Um, And we're seeing more of that, thankfully. Yay. We really, the more we plant, the more we plant, the more we're cleaning the air that we really are, you know, if we keep going like we're going and tearing things up, this oh. climate is really going to get a lot hotter yeah. and the air is going to get a lot filthier. So the surefire way of, of helping is to plant trees, plant flowers, and just keep planting and rip up the concrete. Yeah. We don't need all that. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's simple photosynthesis. It doesn't matter what kind of plant yeah. you plant. It's going to yeah. take in carbon and produce oxygen. So exactly. at the rate we're knocking down the rainforest, we have got to plant more plants to make oxygen for us. Yeah, a typical absolutely. quarter acre, a half acre lot at home is making enough oxygen for a family of four. Yeah. So it's really important. Um, it is. And it, again, it doesn't take much. Nope. Awesome. It takes a little thought. Yeah, and it's thought. fun. And it's That's fun. All. And you can go buy seed if you... If you are, you know, financially, oh, go that. buy seeds, you know, and propagate yourself. Like, you know, talk about daylilies. You can make your own iris, you know, variety. You can, you know, get into that part too. You know, there's just, and plant your own food. I think by doing this, that's the, going back to the topsoil, we're cleaning the soil. The soil is everything to this country. Yeah. We need to right. get our soil back to being healthy. And, but we can do it in our own backyards. When we uh, lived out in the high desert outside Joshua Tree, it was, nobody planted a garden there in fact when we went to buy the house <laughs> the guy was hacking up the wildflowers the desert primrose and he says you need to do this you know these things come up and i'm like if the i'm going to take this Good. this out of here yeah, like, like stop hacking it you know but we went in and you know it's desert and everybody's like oh you can't grow anything and we're like oh yes we can watch this and we did, life. and we learned how to modify our soil mm-hmm. because this house was built, I think, in the 80s, and we were there in 2010, I don't, can't remember. And the toxins from building the house were still in the garden. 
And so we're, we had to realize, okay, now we need to mend the soil. And we did it through manure. Yeah. Chicken and compost. And we had a garden. We, we became a test garden for knockout roses and um, some other plants. And we had a garden that everybody stopped and looked at. Families Mm -hmm. would come by with their kids to look and go, Oh, you could. We grew flowers. We grew cantaloupe among the roses. Garden ladies. The garden ladies. (laughs) But we had a thriving, you wouldn't believe that that was the high desert. You know, pyracantha was our friend. The mockingbirds ate the berries and then the flowers, flowers in the spring. It was just like, wow, this is so cool. You can do it. But we changed the soil of that property. And that's something we don't live there now. But I'm proud to know that we fixed the soil as best we could. You know, but that's a lesson. But there's a lesson plan for you. Yeah. You did it. Um, it just took a little knowledge and a little effort. Mm-hmm. And look at what you were able to achieve. And that's what we try to teach is it doesn't take a lot of time. You don't have, have a lot it of doesn't. land. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a lot of time. You can tailor it for your needs. But that's benefit. You benefited the region. You yeah, benefited sure. nature and the wildlife. That's and the, the key. That's what we the, want to teach. The property value went up. Yes. Because now we had a beautiful garden and it wasn't hard to maintain at all. We had coyotes. That's true. I learned about like the, I had the hoses I put under the dirt so that the coyotes wouldn't dig them up and eat them like they did. (laughs) But that's, I just, I just put a bucket of water out. Yeah. Yeah. And they came and they drank and they didn't do any damage. So, you know, I was like, why, why not? See, you adapt, you knew how to, you know, you defanged the coyotes because, you, yeah. you know, you knew what they needed or wanted. And that's the key is Just give it to them. symbiotic. We have to yeah. live and work together. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, you know, the one thing, too, about gardening and closing is you tend to walk the garden every day, every morning, every yeah. evening. Good you point. see who's blooming, what's going yeah. on. It becomes this whole other it's a lifestyle. Life before sort of like, okay, this one's got a bud. I wonder when it's going to bloom. You start placing mm-hmm. bets on when it's going to open. You know, it's, right. it's, it's, well, it's fun. It's super mm-hmm. fun and it's healthy. It's good. It makes everyone feel better. And um, I'm so glad you joined us. I didn't know all of this that was going on too. <laughs> so we got a lot more to learn. And um, kudos to Aaron's, the, the, the um, lawnmower people you're talking about. I want to go see their bees when we get up to Wisconsin again. That's awesome. Brilliant Wisconsin. You bet. He's, oh, wow. he's proud of it. Um, and it's a, he sells honey. Uh, Good for so him. It's, it's been a win-win. That's awesome. That's cool. Everybody wants local honey too. Again, being, yeah. you know, healthy for you. Right, so everyone, healthy. oh my gosh, you, everyone get in your garden. <laughs> Let me tell you what to do. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we want to thank you uh, for joining us. Go to turfmutt.com. And uh, get involved at all kinds of good information there. And we also want to thank our sponsor for today's segment, fine art nature photographer, Margot Carrera. She is all about gardens. In fact, she sent us on a story mission to uh, visit and document gardens across America. And that includes graveyards because they're also serious. The resting places for our people um, are also gardens and um, some of the best gardens we've seen. So thank you, Amargo. Everyone, you can see her work and her gifts. Go to CarreraFineArtGallery.com and keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. We air Monday through Friday. Thanks so much for joining us, Chris. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.
Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.